This is the day that the Lord has made, and let us rejoice and be glad in it. Hallelujah. Yes, God, thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Just thank you. Father God, we just want to come to you today, and we want to say thank you. Uh, just thank you for our life. Thank you for fresh air. Thank you for healing. Thank you for growing. And thank you for allowing us to unlock our potential, oh Lord. Father God, I just want to uh, pray that today in this episode, season two, part two, that you continue to guide me on what it is that needs to be said and what it is that needs to be relayed to my listeners, oh Lord. Father God, this is not my podcast, but this is your podcast. You are in control of this, oh Lord. I have given it to you and you are the controller of it. You are the programmer of it. You are the um the mastermind behind it all, oh Lord. And I just thank you. Thank you for just guiding me in the direct, in the correct path. Um, and just thank you for just taking over and um, allowing me to be patient and um, trusting in you and trusting that you are going to guide me um, the right way. I'm just praying over this episode and praying over the remainder of this portion of the season titled, How Did I Get Here? Guide me to which stories you want to share, want me to share, oh Lord. Um, just speak to me, speak to me in ways that you know that my listeners need to hear. Just thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus, for just dying on the cross so that we can be forgiven for our sins. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. What's up, y'all? It's your girl, Janae B., and you are listening to In the Wilderness, the podcast, a podcast about healing, growing, and unlocking your potential. If you haven't already, go ahead and subscribe, leave us a rating, and if you're feeling really generous, go ahead and leave a review. If you haven't already, follow me on Instagram at In the Wilderness Podcast. That way you can keep up with all important information and release dates. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Let's go ahead and jump right into this episode. Hi guys, how are you? Um, we are in April. Like, wow, how's your first couple of days of April been? I am super excited, honestly. Um, I came into April strong. Like March 31st at like 11:59, a lot happened. <laughs> and um I'm praying that I'll have some great news for you guys. And um, let's talk about it. Um, but yeah, some great things are about to um, take place. And um, I'm super excited for it. And I feel like the reason why I had like such a good turnaround, because remember, I was I gave you guys like reveal, um, not reveal, um, detach, um, trusting your faith under pressure and the things that I told you guys that was, uh, that the Holy Spirit said to me, um, for let's talk about it, March, 2020, it totally, I totally applied that, um, towards the end of my month in March, um, before creating that episode. And I set myself up for a great month. Um, meaning I was waking up at 6am, um, for prayer and excuse me, my allergies y'all are off the hook. Like I haven't even, I've been, I've been to one store and I stepped outside and it was like, oh yeah, I remember 
that it's spring and that I have allergies. Um, But anyway, I've been waking up at 6 a.m. for prayer. And that's something that I definitely cannot take credit for because I was so, so inspired by my best friend, Shartia. I was watching her YouTube channel and she had like a day in the life um, mini vlog. And she started her morning at 545 for prayer. And I was like, I can do six o'clock. (laughs) because I have to work I can I can definitely do six o'clock that is my ordained time um so yeah I was so inspired by it um God is truly moving in her life and sometimes we need those godly friends to just help us get back on track sometimes and like to help us um pick up where we slack so shout out to her um if you haven't already go ahead and subscribe I will place the link in my little description um so that you guys can click on that and head over to her channel she's a woman of God um she is full of grace and um just so pleasant and so real and just uh I love her. My best friend, not yours, but sight. No, that was me. <laughs> um, but no, um, seriously. Um, so yeah, I was doing that and it was like, God was like, thank you. Like, cause you, I don't know what you was doing, Janae. Like you was just not focused. Um, but yeah, it happens sometimes. We, we tend to like stray away, um, or whatever, but yeah, I'm back and I'm in full force and I'm super excited for the way that God is moving um, and will continue to move. And yeah, so I know you guys are ready for me to get into the episode. I'm just rambling. I just wanted to update you guys and give you guys a, a overview of how my first few days of April is going. But yes, so today um, we are going to be talking about um, my promotion or... um that that point of time for me my my wilderness moment and then how it promoted me and um it's crazy because I God and the Holy Spirit Jesus er, they, they that that trio they're leading this podcast and um, this is not my podcast I don't um, the content that I relate to you guys, it doesn't come from me. It's placed on my heart. And then I allow the Holy Spirit to speak. Um, and I have recorded, I tried to record an, um, record an episode and I really, y'all, I really didn't like it because I was hesitant. I was not like, I just wasn't sure exactly what I wanted to say. And the reason why I was hesitant is because I prayed, but I did not wait to hear. So my question to God was, where do I begin? Like, I'm letting these people know I got a story for them. And you placed this on my heart (laughs) for me to share this. But where do I begin with it? I feel like my whole entire life, I've had so many wilderness moments. And um, it was one morning, my alarm, well, yeah, my alarm goes off at six. I woke up maybe about 530. And initially, I was pissed, like, oh. 30 minutes but then I relaxed and I tuned in and Holy Spirit said to me start from your most recent um your most recent uh situation uh your most recent gracefully broken um situation and um what I got from that was Holy Spirit continued to say that was your promotion season 
those other times where the things that you went through as a kid and um, as a young teen and this and that and the third. Yeah, those are stories that need that can be shared, but just not right now. We need to know your listeners need to know what it was, when it was and how it was when you came out of that dark pit for that final time. So I was like, okay. I can dig it. It's fresh. God is still revealing my past to me because I've suppressed a lot of it anyway. So yeah, that's why it just wasn't coming out right. So um, yeah, so if I could start anywhere, um, I'll start maybe in like high school. You know, that time you're a teen transitioning um, into high school from middle school. Um, and uh, I do want to mention that I was a kid who was always into things like into like athletics and extracurriculum activities, programs and things like that. But I was also that kid who had those suicidal thoughts. And um, going into high school, I didn't have too many instances where I had those suicidal thoughts. I didn't think that that was the way of the enemy trying to attack me. Um, It was through insecurities. And I say it was through insecurities because I went to an all-girls school. It was an all-girls public school. And you had to get accepted into the school. You had to have a specific grade on. You had to have specific grades. You had to score a specific um, score on this little exam that we had to take. And that is what placed you in your classes. And that is what got you accepted. So um, I got accepted into school and I didn't have any expectations. I was just super excited to be a dove. I was, my school was only the best. Like, I mean, come on now. (laughs) And there was a co-ed school right next to, well, there is a co-ed school right next to where my high school is. And so it was uh, my high school and then like literally connected as another high school, but there are doors and walls that separate us. Um, so Back to being insecure. So going into this all-girls school, I am from the city city. I always went to city city schools. Like I, I went to schools with the the kids that we're talking about right now. The kids who um, relied on school breakfast and lunch uh, for meals and things like that. I went to school with those type of people. And um it was normal. That was my normal. That was what I was around. That is what I saw bad kids and just just the, the, the neighborhood children who, who I was around. And so when I got to high school, it was different. I was around these girls who all of them, all of them weren't from the city. Um, or if they were from the city, it wasn't from the same parts as I was from. Um, they had like nice things. They had like nice book bags. Even to the to the book bags. Like they had like nice book bags, nice shoes, different color Uggs. Like hairstylist was always straightening their hair. Like ends are always clipped. Like it was just a different breed of people at that time. That's what I felt like. It was a different breed of people. I mean, cars by junior year, um, and just had their foot in a different direction than I had my, (laughs) had my feet. Um, so I began to definitely felt, felt insecure because I felt like I 
I didn't fit in and I was okay with that. I was okay with my friends. Um, everyone still were friendly. Everyone got along. Well, at least I got along with everyone, but they weren't like my close, close friends. Um, but yeah, this is actually really embarrassing. I hope if anyone's from my high school is listening. <laughs> Hi. Um, but no, seriously. Um, so and then another thing was like the guys at the co-ed school, they liked all of those girls. I felt like I was just I don't want to call myself like the ugly duckling, but I did not receive the same attention <laughs> that the other girls received. I didn't know what they had to offer, but I just was not receiving that. So I ended up joining the track team and I joined the track team because I could not play basketball. I could not play volleyball. I could not play softball. And I'm like, it's running. Running can't be that hard. Um, And I was wrong. Running is actually really hard. Um, But it was something that I got the hang of. It was something that I began to enjoy. And it was something that I truly became passionate about and um, led, led me uh, for the remainder of my young adulthood, my teenage years to young adulthood. Um, And it was something that I was able to hide behind. I was able to hide behind my insecurities behind track and field because I was able to look how I wanted to look. Oh, I have practice. I don't have time for this. Or I was able to just release whatever it was that I was I needed to release at that moment in practice. And I was great at what I did. I was athlete of the year twice in a, two years in a row and received all of these accomplishments, regional champion, state champ, not state champion, um, city champion. I did get um a silver medal um and and as states I actually got a gold medal before as states too and yeah yeah I got a couple of medals as states as well um so I was a pretty decent um athlete and I let that um guide me to into college because I didn't want to go um I never seen it happen before my mom didn't go to college my older sister didn't go to college my grandparents they went to college but I didn't see that I just heard it. Oh, yeah, your grandfather, straight A, smart guy, da 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 um, But I never I never saw it. So college was just like, I, I'm not sure if I want to go. And my coach, she took me on a couple of tours, and I ended up um, going to Lincoln University. And uh, before I got to Lincoln, my senior year in high school, I um, experienced, I guess I call that my, what I thought was my first love um, and then going into uh, college, we did not go. We both were in track. Um, so that's how we met through track and field because the track and field guys, they always notice me. But uh, <laughs> they always notice me, of course. Um, but yeah, the one guy who came in, he was charming and uh, he was cool. Uh, he wasn't initially my type, but I mean, I didn't receive that attention from anywhere or anyone else. So I begin to um, give it the time of day and it, it turned out not to be that bad. Um, I actually really liked him and um, we had a relationship for some time and then we went into college and we made the long distance thing work. We were on two different time zones. That's number one. So that took a lot of discipline. Um, and then we were just extremely far away. He didn't always come home for the holidays that I came home for because he was so far away. And so we made it work until it didn't work. And when it didn't work, it broke my heart. 
Like it absolutely just completely broke my heart. Um, but I needed that time to be alone in college because it was like, all right, I have me to focus on. This is me doing for me out of my own strength again. Um, so I focused, I was training, I ran some of my fastest times after that happened. And um, it was just a great space to be in. I didn't have any for for years, I didn't have any like suicidal thoughts, I did experience some seasonal depression. Um, but it wasn't anything extreme. Um, because I was just so focused on me. Um, I gained a little weight, I gained some muscle, I was like, totally just in my bag at one moment. And this was maybe about 2016 when I really got in my bag because it was like, I I don't want to say, I allowed certain, I I truly believe I allowed certain things to define me. Um, And the approval of men is one thing that I always, that always satisfied me growing up. And it was because I never had that approval um, of men. Like growing up, my dad wasn't there. Um, I was in an abusive home. And so I never felt that, that approval or that I was needed or I was wanted by that male figure. And I feel like that's why I always wanted like guys to be interested in me because I felt like I never no one was ever interested in me that looked like that that had that body part um so um yeah my ego became so big in 2016 um I met a few people began to date a few people some were good for me well one was good for me others were bad for me um and it 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 all ended up came came crashing down on me. In the end, I ended up with nobody. <laughs> In the end, I ended up with nobody. Um, and it was just because I I just was not focused. I was focused on building my ego and feeling like I'm this. I'm just that chick. And so, in 2017, when it comes to time for me to graduate in my senior year in college my track and field scholarship is uh well my scholarship wasn't ripped away from me thank god um but I was definitely kicked off of the team and so financial aid and everything was already in so they couldn't take away my scholarship but they did take away my 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 love the thing that I that I that I adored, that I cared for that I worked so hard for that was taken away from me so I didn't have um me being a great athlete to hide behind anymore. I did make it to graduation. They allowed me to graduate. And once I graduated, I didn't have to have being an athlete to hide behind. And I didn't have me being this smart girl who was into her books to hide behind either. So it was me stripped naked, depressed. I am alone. I am confused. I am hard on myself because I don't know what is my next phase in life. What will I be doing next? So I'm depressed. I'm just going through this depression. And I'm like, I need to get baptized. I don't know what triggered me to want to get baptized, but I knew that it was something that I wanted to do moving forward, coming home. So I went to a local church because at the time I did not have a car. So I went to a local church that I could walk to. I walked to church. I asked them, what did I need to do to become a member or to be baptized at the church? And um, they gave me the information and my baptism came. Once I got baptized, um, I did not I did not 
get I did not get any I did not get baptized with any intentions like I just knew that it was something that I was supposed to do I wanted to be a Christian I wanted to have a relationship with God and I thought that baptism is what established what would create that relationship and if you're someone who's thinking like that it is something that established and it's something that 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 puts you a step closer into gaining a relationship but you have to do a little bit more than that. You have to actually, I'm sorry, you have to do a lot more than that. So I didn't do any of what I was supposed to do. I didn't, I wasn't into my word daily. I was the Christian, go to church on Sunday, live how I wanted to live Monday through Saturday, go to church on Sunday. And um, I just was not behaving the way a godly woman should behave. I wasn't um, entertaining things that godly women should entertain. I wasn't trying to become a better version of myself. I just didn't want to be depressed anymore. And so I made myself believe that my pres- my depression was gone away. I forced myself to believe it. And that was just consulting in um, drinking and consulting into other things that just were not helping me, but it was ultimately triggering me. And so then a few months after my later, after my baptism, I found out that I was pregnant with my son. And so I had no choice. I couldn't be depressed, pregnant. I was happy. I was filled with joy. I was, um, I was ecstatic. I was afraid, but I also knew that it was time for me. I used that again as something to hide behind, to use as my motivation, to use as my thriving force of, yes, I am disciplined. I am focused. I am everything that everyone said always tells me that I am. And I was, I was disciplined. I took my multi, I took my, um, I took my prenatal vitamins daily. I ate well, daily I slept well daily I did my squats I did my little stretches I went on my walks I did everything that I that they is advised of me to do plenty of water like big bowls of fruit every day like you guys it was green vegetables all the time it was absolutely I was completely disciplined um and then um after when it came for me to have give birth to my child um, I'd let myself down. I felt like a failure instantly because I had to have a C-section and I felt like I worked so hard. I did everything so right. I did everything but confide in God and let God know that God, I want to have this natural birth and I need your strength to get me through. I didn't do that. I went into it with my own strength. I wasn't I wasn't calling out like God like no I didn't do anything. I'm like I got this and I did not have it because I was in labor for 3 days and uh we're going to save that for our mom series. Mommy series is coming in May by the way if you know anyone who's a mom who needs to hear another mom speak from a godly aspect let them know it's coming in May and to subscribe and to catch up on episodes. But anyway So yeah, I instantly let myself down. I instantly felt like a failure and I instantly became depressed. So it was my depression that I made myself believe that was gone away along on top of postpartum depression. And um, it was just a very dark time in my life because I truly did not know how to identify myself. And I was not feeling worthy of being, or I just, I just didn't feel worthy at all. I didn't feel honored at all. I didn't feel appreciated at all. I didn't, I felt, I've just felt alone. And so then once postpartum depression kicks off and I'm, 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 I'm there, I'm, I'm trying to hold up. I'm, I'm trying to stay focused. 
Um, and then later down the line, I know I'm not only just dealing with postpartum depression, but now I'm a single mom. So now I'm a single mom dealing with postpartum depression and trying to figure out how to be a mom. I was broken, you guys. My heart was broken. My mind was broken. My body was broken. There were days where I was so weak that I would just, I would ask my sister, can you please keep Zane for maybe about an hour? And I would go up to my room and I would drop to my knees and I would just cry. Cry. Anger, frustration, releasing all of those things and giving it to God. Because I didn't know what else to do. I didn't feel like I was going to make it out. I didn't want to begin having those suicidal thoughts that I had as a kid. I didn't want the enemy to use that against me. I had someone, a life, a life, a human being relying on me. I was in a very, very, very dark and painful place and um I started to go out I started to have drinks lots of drinks I started to just consume and thing consume things that just made me feel good temporarily until after I would go home I would go to sleep I would sleep well and I would wake up and I'm like oh yeah I am depressed (laughs) And so church wasn't working out because my kid, he didn't, he couldn't stand the three hour service. He just couldn't take it. And so when my best friend and I, we started going to the new church um, in Columbia, Destiny Church, um, that's what made me or that's what um, helped me along in this process of becoming more of a godly woman, because um, everyone there was so young. And everyone there um, was just so filled with God's love. And you can just tell that God was in that place. They had like the children's daycare. I mentioned this in another episode. But yes, so I was able to focus in on the message that um, was being relayed to me. And ah, dig, I do not have my journal in front of me. Um, But I believe what we were talking about um, when we got there, a series that we were on was now faith or something about building our faith and having faith. And the messages just kept speaking to me. week after week after week after week after week and it just made me want to encounter God in another way so in August when I did my first um prayer and fasting that is when I declared and decreed that I was surrendering my life to Christ I was giving everything to him I didn't want it to be mine I did I just could not do it anymore for 21 days I cried and I prayed And I asked God to just remove it, remove it, take over it for 21 days. And I'm not going to say that the 21 days was easy. I'm not going to say that the journey was easy because it was not. I still wanted to have worldly fun. I still wanted to do worldly things. I was not prepared or ready to live set apart. I just knew that I needed healing. And I knew that there was no one, no power greater than the power of God who could do that for me. 
So um, maybe about September-ish um, or maybe November, October, September, October, November, the last quarter. Within the last quarter of 2019, I decided that I wanted to, wanted to get baptized again. And I wanted to get baptized again because after I got baptized the first time, if I told you guys what I did after I got baptized, I, I'm embarrassed. I can't even say that. God knows. And it just was not. It was like, what? Didn't you just leave church? It was an action of, didn't you just leave church? Why are you doing that? I did, was not intentional about my baptism the initial time. I was not intentional about um, fully surrendering my life to Christ and allowing him to be in control. I wasn't like none of that. It was just, I was still living for me. I was still living to satisfy me. I was still living in my own strength. And that, that, that wasn't what I wanted. That wasn't, that wasn't what I wanted out of this. When I got baptized my second time, I went into it knowing that I wanted to not just live set apart, but I wanted God to be in full control of my life. I didn't want to have a say at any point in anything. I just wanted to have questions. I wanted to have prayer. I wanted to be able to rely on God. I never wanted to be in that dark pit again. I never, and if I did, if I ever get, I I never want to be there alone. For so long, for so long, I felt alone. I didn't eat. I didn't sleep. I I, I didn't do anything. And I didn't do anything alone. I was in the dark alone. At least I thought I was alone. God is always there with us. He just waits for us to call on him. He's not going to let us just go down the drain. He waits for us to call on him. And so that's really my salvation story of um, really just transitioning my life. Um, I had to, uh, the next episode, we'll talk about things that we call sacrifices and things that we're afraid to give up because it's something that we've been doing for so long. Um, But yes, that's a little bit of about my time in the wilderness. It was hard, y'all. It was tough, um, but I definitely got through it and God's life, the God's light definitely shined. Uh, So now what I want to do is I'm going to read a few scriptures. I'm going to read a few devotionals. Um, And I'm always talking about um, reading a devotional when you when you don't know what to do, because God speaks to us in many different ways. And if you don't know how to quite read the Bible yet, or if you don't know where to begin in the Bible yet, um, I always say type in a devotional, devotionals of faith, building faith, trust, depression, anxiety. You can find a devotional on anything and God can speak to you through that devotional. But uh, this one uh, here I go, not knowing what the devotional was called. Uh, but it says occasionally the pain of our circumstances can cause us to look around wondering if God has abandoned us. While there will be moments where you feel far from God, Jesus's death on the cross forever guaranteed that you will never be separated from him. The moment Jesus felt apart from his father ensured that you would never have to spend a moment apart from him. 
The enemy can use moments of loneliness and pain to distract you from the potential and the purpose that God has for your life. But even in your greatest agony, God is there. He isn't waiting for your strength to rise above your feelings, um, your feelings of abandonment. Your faith will rise as you acknowledge your dependency on him and the feelings will follow. And I read this because, as I just said, I was alone. I felt like I was I was alone in those dark moments. And um, then once I realized that I was not alone and that I was there, that God was there with me, he was just waiting for me to call out on him. I experienced my greatest pain. My greatest agony. I was hurt from things that I've, I had to heal. I was hurt from everything that crashed down from my first depression um, to me losing my scholarship to me losing loved ones and people who meant a lot to me and um, having to go through what I went through. Um, it was it was it was very painful. I felt I felt depleted. I felt broken. I felt I didn't have any strength. I didn't feel worthy of being a mother because I didn't. It just it mentally, I just wasn't there. Um, <sighs> sorry, y'all. Um, mentally, I wasn't there. But when I begin to um, really rely on God and. um My life just became just this light um, from everything, from my, fi- from my finances. I felt like there were moments where I felt like my baby wasn't even going to have a Christmas. Or my baby wasn't even going to have clothes for this season. Or how was I going to provide? How was I going to refo- afford? And I gave those worries to God and he made it work every single time. Every single time. And that's just one example. There were times when this random bill that I had due that I didn't even know about. I had received a check in the mail from the city for a ticket that I paid in 2018. And they said, this was a mistake. Here you go. Here's your refund. It was many miracles like that. Um seasonal uh seasonal stipends or uh seasonal bonuses that I wasn't expecting that showed up on time receiving my first bonus at the job because I surrendered my job to Christ because I hated it and I turned out working as if I was working for God and he was there for me he provided for me and that's just a great, that's just one of the examples uh, that I use because we're so attached to our money and we want to be so in control of our money. Allow God to be in control. Um, but yes, a few things. Uh, there are some tips, of course, as I always have. Um, and um, I want to start off by like building, uh, letting you guys know the importance of building your faith. Um, and the only reason why I'm able to sit here and go week by week, um, with this podcast, because it is built 
off of my faith in God that I have in the Father, that I have in the Son, and that I have in the Holy Spirit. And you have to work hand in hand. You have to, it's like you have to work hand in hand. When, when God is your CEO, you have to work hand in hand. He's using you the, as a face of your company or your business or this podcast or that YouTube channel or whatever it is that you may be doing. But he is the ultimate CEO. And you have to allow both your character and the father's character um, be revealed in this season. Trusting the unseen is hard. Not going to lie. It is hard. But as you draw near to God, the more you'll be revealed. Um, So this causes us the things that we need to do. Some things that we need to do is just completely slow down. Stop moving so fast. Don't become so anxious because things aren't happening when you'd like for it to happen. This is not about you. This is about God doing his work, doing a great work. And I know that that season of stillness, that season of bitterness, that season of anger, that season of confusion, that season of anxiousness, it feels like it goes on forever. But God shows up on time. Every time. And he'll show out. And you have to open your godly eyes to recognize it. Not the time heals all wounds things. But God is working. And this is what God did in the long run. You have to give him his credit. You'll want more when you start to give God the credit for the things that he's done. And you start giving him the recognition that he deserves. Um, you also have to align the word with your life, not with anyone else's life, because you can't compare someone else's faith journey to your faith journey. You can't get distracted by where someone else is in their journey and where you are in your journey. Because at the end of the day, we're all working towards the same thing. And that's building a better relationship with Christ. So I always, as I say, I always promote like devotionals because that's what worked for me. Reading a ton of devotionals and uh, reading a scripture daily and and allowing the Holy Spirit to lead me to which devotionals to read. Um, That's what made that's what made the most sense to me. Uh, actually, this morning, as I mean, yeah, this morning, as I was preparing my notes for this uh, episode and what scriptures I was going to read, um, I was looking for something on um, what, what what was I looking for? I was looking for uh, something on uh, humility, because that's my next step. Uh, so let me wait till I get there. Um, so where, where am I? Um, I didn't know where to begin to read the Bible. But um I wanted to be led and it was the devotionals that led me. And once you do your part, uh, God will lead you to exactly where you need to be. Meaning once you do your part of wanting and God, I want to read your word. God, I need more of your word. God, I need more of you. I need to, I need you to speak to me. Those, those, those scriptures, they'll just come. You'll begin to see them, highlight them, write them down, do whatever it is that you need to do and change your translation to make it easy for you. I gave this tip before and I'm giving it again because it is so important because King James version is not for me. (laughs) I don't know who likes King James version. Some of us do, but for me, it's sometimes when I understand what it's saying, but I had to read another translation to fully understand what it means and what it says. 
So make it easy for you to understand. There are so many translations um, that you can choose from. If you guys don't know, mine is the New Living. Uh, I say that all the time. I love the New Living translation, but yeah. <laughs> um, and my last tip is for this episode is um, definitely surrendering boldly. Be honest with yourself and be honest with God. Don't be afraid of being humiliated. So back to what I was saying, how I was led, I was trying to find some scriptures or what exactly did I want to say about humility, because humility is so important. Humility is removing yourself from pride. Humility is not relying on your own strength. Humility is saying that you can't do it. Humility is all of those things. Belittling your ego becoming humble. And that's what it says. Reverence and awe of God first begins with humility to see oneself in the light of God's holiness and admit one's absolute need for a savior is true humility. Those who know they need, those who know they have a need of a savior will seek him early and often for instructions of wisdom. In what circumstance are you struggling to humble yourself to receive godly wisdom and instruction? Many of the things God calls his people to do are the opposite of what culture considers popular and desirable. To follow God requires humility so that we trust that his ways are best. Father God, create me in a humble heart. Help me see your ways as high above my own. Lord, remind me that all wisdom begins with an accurate view of you. When I stray from your wisdom, Lord, give me a quick, gentle correction that always leads me back to you. In Jesus' name, amen. And this devotional is called Love God Greatly, Walking in Wisdom. Y'all, when I tell you, Holy Spirit will lead you. God will lead you to exactly what it is that you need at that time. I needed this to read to you guys because I needed the best way to let you guys know that that pride, that being afraid of letting your old ways go or ex trying to live up to expectations of people who can't do for you the way that God does for you. God, Jesus is the bread of life. Whoever comes to him will never be hungry again. Whoever believes in him will never be thirsty. And that comes from John 6, verse 15, New Living Translation. In Matthew 11, Jesus says, Come to me, all of you who are worried and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Not only do you have to just read, but you have to believe, believe in the power of Christ, believe in the power of Jesus, believe in the power of God, believe. Because reading and comprehending is one thing, but truly believing that God's word is true is what will take you to that next level. Matthew 21, verse 22, you can pray for anything. If you have faith, you will receive it. First Peter five, be humble in the presence of God's mighty power. He will honor you when the time comes. God cares for you. So turn all your worries over to him. These are scriptures that I read. These are things that I have highlighted. These are things that come from my wilderness moments where I'm like, okay, God truly cares. God truly understands. God truly is with me. God truly is speaking to me. God is with you guys in your journey, just as he was with me on my journey. And um, 
it's just amazing. Um, my faith is being built day to day because there are still not my faith, but my my discipline and my wisdom. I'm growing every day. And that's why I'm so excited and happy that I went on and I started this podcast because God placed it on my heart. And I'm very immature right now. Like I'm still growing. I'm still learning. I'm still unlocking. And we have so, so far to go. I have so much to learn. I have so many more experiences to experience with God. But I know just from one experience, just from my one promotion, that one breakdown, that one sense of brokenness that I thought that my life was over, that I thought that I never would, that I didn't see the end. That was my promotion. That was my come to me child moment. That was let me be your father moment. That was let me provide you with that love that you've been craving and that you feel like you've been missing and that you've been trying to find in the earthly grounds. That was let me show you how beautiful you are. Let me love you. Let me care for you. Let me take away your burdens. Let me let me be a father. Something that I've never had. My father faith placed value on me. My father God placed love on me. My father God placed worthiness on me. And he doesn't just do it for me. He does it for each and every one of us. But you guys have to believe. You have to be humble. And you have to rely That is all I have for this episode. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed. I hope that you guys, if you're not feeling inspired, I hope that you are. I hope that you share it with someone who may need to hear this. Um, Next week, we're going to talk about some quote unquote sacrifices that I've had to make or things that I gave up, worldly things that I've given up. Um, And that is important on this journey as well. So stay tuned for that. We will be meeting back here next Sunday. I hope to see you guys all there. Bye.